Welcome to the Pitch Podcast, where each of us will give a story pitch, discuss, and then decide which is best. Today's theme is another Cinderella story. <laughs> my name is John, and a fun fact about myself is that my name is not actually John. What? Is it secretly the French uh, Jean? No, so actually, my birth certificate's just blank. Oh, it's just blank? They're yeah. like, hey, he'll fill this in eventually, Or was right? it... Was it a mix-up, or was that what you were named, or not named? No, my parents just forgot. They named me, but they just forgot to put it into the birth certificate. They didn't know that you actually had to do that. They put that on their schedule for later that day and got a little distracted. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we'll get to that later. So now whenever like they do roll call in class, they're just like, is here just a, a blank just a, just a yeah, this is also a reminder that john has a twin so i want to i want to believe that you know they sat down and they spent so much time writing her name but they're like john and sarah schurschlicht on her birth certificate yeah exactly they put they put both names they put on both her. Of her they put their her name so when so she her, gets her called is john, and is john and sarah exactly yeah she it took you a little bit of time day. to figure out as well you were you were like they always call John and Sarah, Sarah for Sarah, but they don't ever say my name. Yeah. You just, only get called on when it's in a class with her. Exactly. exactly. And we both just stand up at the same time. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize it's just her full name. Well, it's a shame. Are you going to you going to get one of those one day? No. Okay. It's kind of nice like this. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's easy to sign this stuff. Way. <laughs> it's easy to sign stuff, except for it's kind of bad because when they give me a document to sign, they can just accept it without me signing it and That's pretend like true. I did. Because oh, it's everyone. Just blank. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I sign a blank for, check. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's always blank. It's just, I just hand it just completely blank. I like to imagine when you're past something to sign that you like pick up a pen and then hover your hand over like the place that you're going to sign, wait the allotted time, and then move on. <laughs> well, you know, like the last few swirls of like some people do, he just does those, which is already pretty much a signature. Like he pretends to write half of the name. And then he just does some like cool swirls. Yeah. So that's like the the weird squigglies at the end of his. Oh yeah. So, so not to get us too off topic, but you know how like there's people or there's names that are banned in stage for baby. I was gonna say I was gonna bring that up. I wonder. I'm sure this is banned, but I wish you could do like space, 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 space. Period. So like you would have to wait the allotted time mm. to be like, "Hello, is here?" <laughs> so like six. It's actually spaces. pronounced. It's <laughs> Levio <laughs> <laughs> There's like there's like a timing to it. Oh yeah, there's a tempo, you know? There's a specific legal tempo for names. Exactly, exactly. Well that's beautiful to hear. I, I can't wait to get updates on how legal that is. Absolutely. Well, my name is Teresa Scherschlick, and my fun fact is that 50% of my mental capacity is taken up with my heartbeat. What I have does to really that focus mean? on it. So you're saying that it's not an autonomous function for you? Exactly. That you consciously decide mm. every single thing. I got super worried about it. And, you know, now I can't stop thinking about it. And so when you're talking about tempo, it means a lot to me. Oh, no. So when you listen to songs, does it fit that exact tempo? Usually, which metal is just painful. <laughs> yeah, that's well, going to be. It's not just painful. It's a, it's a workout. Oh, yeah. And jazz nearly kills me every single time. I don't know when the beat hits. Yeah, those odd swings. Oh, absolutely. Not super great they for They change time signature and I just start seizing. <laughs> now, I don't know about 
the physical the the physicality <laughs> what's the word physiology for i don't know about the physiology for that but i don't think just having a raised heart rate is considered a workout what do you mean like if you're if if you have well, just a normally high Dude, heart rate jacked. like that's bad right if you're not just like working out is that just because it's like well i don't know how long it has to be well, extended I, for i have a theory before it's like problematic i have a theory Every single person in the world has a set amount of heartbeats that they can have before they die. <laughs> and and if you have an elevated heart rate throughout your life, you're going to die faster. But if you work out, of course, you have an elevated heart rate, but your overall like resting heart rate is going to be it's lower. Slow, yeah. So your overall heart. Yeah, because runners, they're like resting heart rate is like 40, 45. Right. Yeah. Whereas a normal person might be like 75. So you're saying yeah, mine, mine is probably like 70 because I never run. Yeah. So the ideal is honestly like one beat per minute. The ideal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Immortality yeah. right there. You would literally just you have just to be sleeping all the time. <laughs> what I've seen before that some like monks on the the misty mountains can get their down to like a Lord crazy of the Rings? low. No, no, in real life. In the misty mountains, though. Well, yeah. well, when you're speaking of monks, you mean David Blaine. Because he did that for his breath hold contest or his record. Well, David Blaine doesn't need to have a heartbeat. I know. <laughs> he said he practiced not having his heartbeat. No, but when he was practicing to have like the longest breath hold, he said he could get his heart rate down to like 30. Yeah, that's what they do. But I'm pretty sure there's like monks who can get theirs down to like just like an insanely low number. That's nuts. Like what? Like like 15. Like something can like that. Can you imagine? Be like bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like are your hands and feet just turning blue at that point? You're not pumping any blood around like. It's weird to have that much control over the blood in your body. You say it's because you do. Because I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just weird to think about it. You know, it's weird that you guys are thinking about it. Well, I'm not thinking about my heart. It's just going. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have to control that, luckily. Well, that's a shame. And now everyone listening to this podcast is thinking about their heart. Yeah. I wish, here's the thing, like breathing, you can do that to people. Blinking, you can do that to people. You can't really make their heart stop beating with that much power. I wish you could. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, if only we were all David Blaine. Well, with that, my name is Xavier. And a fun fact about myself is that my parents only taught me three-fourths of the alphabet growing up. <laughs> Was it in order or were they just like, here's an A and there's a J and here's a K? <laughs> Okay, I recognize the three letters that you just said. <laughs> Should we do a guessing game of which going? Going? Should we keep you going? You guys can just say the letters that you know about, and I'll tell you, you if I know there? about them. You, gonna, you got an O in there? How do you know you don't know? What? A, a what? <laughs> How do you know that you only know three-fourths? Of That's them? just the information I was told. Can, can you Why not they use tell you words that? with those letters? They they said we only taught you three fourths that we just we didn't teach well, you the rest of them. It's an experiment to see like if you could like function still. Well, here's the question, and this one really keeps me up late at night. Um, <laughs> it's what if they were lying about that second part? And maybe I did learn them all, and I've been searching forever for these extra letters okay. that I think will just unlock my consciousness. Um, but they maybe they don't even exist for all I know. I pictured is what I pictured was you figured it out. Not because they told you, but because you're playing Pokemon. I think it was like Ruby and Sapphire where they had all the unknown Pokemon and all of them were based on a letter <laughs> of the alphabet. And you're like, like, wait yeah, a so second. So they're just double unknowns? What are these? 
Yeah, I was, I was like, what is that? What is that thing? I've never what do you seen mean? There's 26 before. unknowns. <laughs> there's there's 18, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I know. 18 letters. Is there more than that? I can't argue against that. We have the same parents. Yeah, there's. We were all only taught three fourths. Just three fourths <laughs> different, different, different three fourths. fourths. They wanted to teach us to collaborate as siblings, so they gave us so each we need a piece to, of the alphabet. Yeah, we need to get together and crack the code of the However, alphabet. However, all the yeah. siblings yeah. got together and decided we wouldn't share them with Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> well, we each had we were each had a fourth missing, mm-hmm. so there was overlap. So we're like, we don't need one of them. Yeah, absolutely. You're probably the, you know, you're, you're the overlap. There's five yeah. of us. The fact that you would skip Xavier, but also teach me when I'm the youngest. <laughs> like you outed you you didn't just share them with him and then there was like a fifth sibling and you were like well you don't get it you chose me over Xavier. Well, we're not smart children, so it was pretty late in life that we realized that we were missing oh, a fourth of the. <laughs> you tried not to explain it to around. Xavier, and it just I just was out. not getting it. Yeah, <laughs> I like how after the fir- the last podcast episode, I was like, we're going to make the intro shorter. And here we are three times longer than the previous intro. <laughs> the thing. Our, our pitches for ourselves have gotten so much better that it's easier to discuss them. Yes, that's true. We're, you know? we're really pitching ourselves in this. Oh, absolutely. And that's what people base the vote on, which pitch is actually the best anyways. No one cares about your stupid little pitch. It's about who you are. Well, no one has time to listen to an hour podcast. They listen to the they listen first to the three minutes. They skip to the end. end and make sure we only decided on personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we should probably get started either way. Yeah. But I'm not going to go first today. Yeah, I know. I'm going first today. I'm going to I'm going to take the hit. Okay. I'm going to do the thing. So the theme for today is another Cinderella story. Okay, just make sure you know that. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe my pitch isn't anything related, but I yeah, I know. Okay. Well, I hope it is. Okay. So think Egyptian, ancient Egyptian. Right off so, the bat, you know the original Cinderella story is based on Egypt, right? Wait, really? It is not. There's it, no yeah, way. The, there is a like king in Egypt. I did. A oh, king in Egypt, and me. there is like this slave who lost her sandal because an eagle, eagle stole it, <laughs> blew it to the king, and he was like, this is the most beautiful sandal, so feminine and beautiful, and he's like, I have to find this girl. So he didn't know her. It wasn't like they met and they were like no, really- No, literally just found They really sandal. hit it off. It was just like- I love the shoe so yes. much. You know, ironically, that's my exact pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, it's it's close though. I would, I would say it's pretty pretty close to that. So let's zoom in. You know, we have this broad topic of Egypt, um, it, though it is highly accurate, obviously, um, <laughs> to the Cinderella story. We'll zoom in on our main character, whose name is Danielle. Very and, Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah, very Egyptian. Um, thought of my, that myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Danielle is one of the slaves working on the pyramids, right? She's helping. So she's an alien, too. <laughs> no, the aliens use the slaves. To oh, do their I work. see. Yeah. I see how it works. Aliens aren't going to fly in a spaceship here only to move around big blocks themselves. <laughs> they had the technology to do it very easily, too. <laughs> Yeah, but why even visit Earth if, if you're not going to put it and its inhabitants to good work? Hey, I mean, it's a bottom-up economy. You got to feed the slaves. You got to give them work, you know? Yeah, feed them. That's what that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, she's one of these slaves. She's moving around blocks, you know, 
building these pyramids with her, her bare hands and, and sweat and blood. Um, and, you know, she's living with the slaves, living in a mud hut um, in, you know, bumfuck nowhere, basically. <laughs> I love how you, you, you tried to think of a place in Egypt and couldn't. <laughs> no, just Wait, adjacent to John, these. John, that's like the capital of Egypt. Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> it's not anymore, Sorry, so I, I understand how you could wrong, get confused but... there. They have changed the capital sense, but that's a little insensitive. Yeah. Well, there was a war over that, John. That was trying to be sensitive towards a culture. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Inexcusable. <laughs> Uh, so she's living in one of these, these mud huts, um, you know, living the slave life. Um, but upon completing the pyramid that she's working on, um, the, there's this prince who is deathly ill. They know he's going to die. And the pyramid they just built is to be his tomb. <laughs> and so in order to figure out what and who he will be buried with... <laughs> They have a tomb party. <laughs> and so this tomb party is like, I gotta die. So this, tomb <laughs> this tomb party. This is a very uh, modern story. Oh, is, absolutely. Is just consists of the He prince. never said ancient Egypt, by the no, way. I did. I did. Did he? I'm pretty sure you just said Egyptian. Yeah, no, you're right. This is modern time Egypt. <laughs> they still have slaves and they're still building pyramids. Absolutely. People still dying at a very young age. Yeah. And so this prince is um, gonna hold his tomb par party you know, in the pyramid. Um, and he's inviting um, all of these, these rich guests, all of these, you know, these warriors, uh, you know, businessmen of, you know, the modern 21st century, of course, because this is modern day. Um, and he's inviting all these people uh, to come in and look at his beautiful pyramid and basically trying to discern which one of them he's going to, you know. Is that a euphemism? What? Look at his beautiful pyramid to decide who's going to die with him. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to define euphemism for me to know whether or not is it the is. pyramid his penis. <laughs> <laughs> what a definition of euphemism as well. <laughs> I think you got the picture. We'll move on, and you can keep whatever picture you want in your head. <laughs> nice, because it seems like you're set on that. You it doesn't. Want that to it doesn't be. mean it's not both. Nice. Yeah, maybe he's named it. Who knows? Um. The point being, he's inviting a lot of people. Um, and this girl, Danielle, she's obsessed with architecture. You know what I mean? She loves arch good architecture. She's slaved over the pyramid herself. Yeah, she was an architecture student before she was before sold she was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like all the best of us are. She came from Yale. Yeah, until she took a trip to Egypt and then <laughs> <laughs> was... Uh, uh, you guys are just slandering Egypt so hard in this. We, we love Egypt. This is just a fantasy. Okay, this is fantasy. Fantasy Egypt. Can you just call it fantasy Egypt? Tonight? Yeah, sorry. This is fantasy Egypt. We'll um, call it very, very similar to normal Egypt. <laughs> every single way possible. I, I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, I think everything we said probably applies there too. Um, but, but yeah, so she, as, because she's so interested in the architecture, she wants to slip into this party. Obviously, she's a lowly slave. He's not interested in her. So he's not inviting, you know, his slaves or the alien slaves. Um, and but she she ends up dressing up, um, you know, goes and, and steals some a very exquisite gown to dress up in and stows her way into the pyramid party. Um, so where, this version of Cinderella, she doesn't have like a 
fairy godmother. She's just steel. Steel. <laughs> well, fairy godmother or, is her poor morals. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as a tagline. Or, or um, if we want to keep it, you know, really, really similar to the original, we'll say that an, an eagle drops a, a beautiful gown uh, nice. from the sky. And it just her. says, "I made this." Yeah, it, it says that. No, yeah. just it just says, "I'm your bad morals." <laughs> <laughs> flies away. Hi, high five. Morals. It flies off. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she puts them on, she goes to this, um, she goes to this, tomb uh, party, tomb party and there she meets the dying prince, you know, he's all mangled and on a chair and dying. Why is he mangled? <laughs> he's, he's dying, dying John. Of whatever they had back there, or I guess COVID, you know, because oh, it's modern, it's modern. Um, and you know how, mangles. you know how COVID mangles people. No. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's very, it's a physical. <laughs> this isn't Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'd be no reason to get buried if this is Ebola because then everybody, you know, comes back from the dead. That's like the thing. Oh, is it? I, I haven't heard that. Wait, yeah, they, like, they like Ebola die of was? fevers and then they like come back for a little bit. Like they get rejuvenated or whatever. Oh, that's that was cool. like there was like that whole thing about like people that I they were zombies never heard for a little that, bit. And I still I don't believe a word. I mean, that. maybe this is just some CNN uh, headline that I read a while ago when it was like a big the, deal. The zombie sure. apocalypse is now. But I'm pretty yeah. sure that was like the thing. It was like they were like almost dying, but then they would like and people would think that they had died and then they would like see them like the next day. You know, in Zimbabwe or wherever it was big. That's just a ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's like the thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So she goes, you know, and she meets him and he obviously falls in love. But this gown, it covers, you know, almost everything except for her eyes. And so. So he's fell in love with her personality. He, Very nice. Yeah, 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 exactly. He and wants to kill her personality. Yeah, he's, very, <laughs> you know, and he's dead set on this has to be the one who, you know, comes and dies with me in this in this tomb. Yeah. You know. With the rest of his entourage, sure. you know, he's gonna, he's killing thousands. You know? Oh my god, they're burying thousands of people. But he's he wants her to be you know um, buried right next to him. And, Place of honor. Uh, but the thing is, later um, as she's kind of walking around the party, she hears an eagle outside. So she goes outside, and the eagle comes by and takes her clothes. And she's like, <laughs> "Oh no, I don't have my gown anymore. I got to get out of here because people are going to recognize me as a also dirty, naked, dirty little slave." Well, that, John, that's not weird. You'd know what the she's a she's was. a slave, dude. She, Literally, no one's wearing clothes here. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, tomb party. Tomb party. This is a, yeah, this is a tomb party. It gets crazy. Yeah. Um. So she runs back to her little hut. Um. And then, of course, the prince, you know, tries to find her. He's making all these girls try on her, um, uh, her dress that that was left over. Um, and, but none of them fit it because what, because she's got some weird, like body, like hunchback. Oh yeah. Did I imagine that she's a huge hunchback? Cause nobody's a size three. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but she, he finds her, um, but kind of the twist at the end is that, you know, she's going to die. And, and so it turns from like this Cinderella story into a little bit of a horror piece because, she doesn't want to die. She just wanted to see the architecture. She doesn't want to be buried with this guy. Okay. And he's like super into it. He's like, thinks it's this like loving, romantic, like we're going to die together sort of thing. And she's like, you're not attractive. You're dying. I'm not interested. Um, but he's picked her. So she's so, being hunted. Well, he finds her and they die together. So there's no the like stepmother here either. It's just her running and her running is the stepmother. That's what I want to see the apart. stepmother as like 
the hitman that is sent after <laughs> is named the stepmother for the some step reason. Sister's whole thing. Yeah. And so the stepmother is like hunting her down as she's like trying to run and hide. Not- yeah, it's actually it's actually the prince's stepmother and stepsisters. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Sent to kill. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a little bit of a, a Cinderella twist for you. So where where does this go? Like, what, well, the, is this the, is this is the beginning part just what you've just said, or is that most of the story? Yeah, that's, that's like the bulk. The that's the John, bulk of the story. That's, that's how these work. And kind of the end of it is oh, that's not how mine works. I'm nervous. <laughs> you know, and it's presented as a Cinderella story, and so you think it's going to work out between the two of them, but then you got to like work out, like, meaning she's gonna he's gonna decide not to kill her yeah like you well you think that they're gonna get together and like there'll be a cure or something okay but then you just there's just like these dark undertones that start coming up and you realize he's just gonna like kill her and bury her with him and then that's what happens in the end that's what happens yeah it's like a horror you just commit to it yeah you just commit dude so it just it ends with both of them just being buried in this in this tomb yeah that's awesome do the aliens ever come back again or come up again? Or is that just like a Well, maybe, thing? maybe like the last scene is them like zooming out and being like, whoa, humans are pretty weird. <laughs> they never come back after that. That's the reason we haven't found life. They're like, we don't want to touch that. Yeah, they're like, we're yeah. sending them all of these like capsules of human culture. And they're like, no, we know. Yeah, we're not interested. In <laughs> We've seen your you tomb out. parties. <laughs> I know what goes on. Or maybe they're like a big deal parties. in the alien world. And that's all they like care about. Like they come down for the tomb parties and that's it. Oh, sick. Oh, let's go to an Earth tomb party. <laughs> I just imagine a movie where they never mention the aliens, but the entire time you can clearly see aliens just in the background. <laughs> I really like that. Not like hidden, just like at the party. I well, just I I think the worry with having them like at the party would be that the viewer would think that's like part of the world. You know, it's like a Star Wars-esque, like, oh, there's like It these- is. But even better would be like them just like floating in a ship like off in the distance and like the whole time you're like, what is that? And like nobody knows in the... They always look kind of similar to like other things that already exist on Earth. Yeah. Like, is that is that a big cow or is that just like a horrifying space monster? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the idea of it not even being... It's just like overt. Like you can tell like it's yeah. an alien and they just never talk about it. <laughs> I think that'd be really funny. Well, that's beautiful. I'm I'm shocked, and I've learned so much about Egypt that I will now take as fact. Yeah, yeah those. I mean, of fantasy course, Egypt. We're, we're really always cool. we've been talking about fantasy Egypt. It's you know you could probably say most of the same things about really Egypt. They're pretty, mm-hmm. they're pretty, they have pyramids. Yeah, I mean, we pyramids. only say true things. On they're this always podcast, they're so. always enslaving um, people from our our uh, higher level education. That's <laughs> the danger of Ivy, Ivy League uh, yeah, colleges. Yeah, right it's there. why I, I didn't go to Ivy League. That's why. Well, maybe it's because you only know three-fourths of the alphabet. Well, I, that's not, you know, point fingers about... Yeah, I mean, that's fine. You know, what What the reason was. <laughs> it's because you wanted to put down the man, right? Not because you weren't smart enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing you might notice from my whole pitch is that I only used 18 letters the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Someone please go back and find out if that's true or well, not. He only used 18 letters, but he would just constantly switch which 18, you know? No, no, it was that. Uh, it was my strict set of 18 mm-hmm. that I. Go ahead and ask that. Go count every I literally guarantee one. it because I don't know any other letters. Yeah. Maybe I coughed and made it. Is it coughing one of the letters? Is mm-hmm. coughing one of the I think letters? We can assume. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> Well, okay. I'm glad you I'm glad you went with a cultural aspect there, because I can say that's like 80 percent of my pitch. 
The okay. other 20% being an entirely different genre. Yeah. But again, mine will also be just nothing but pure facts. Don't ask the the time period here because this is going to get very confusing. Oh. Well, beautiful. So my my story is not Cinderella, but it's uh, Zalushka. And this is... What? So, sorry, can you repeat that? the Russian Excuse you? Cinderella. It's Zalushka. 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 I'm definitely not pronouncing that right. I'm pretty sure three of those... Are not part of your vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, actually, they're part of the Russian alphabet. Yeah. Well, there's a. Well, it's fine. But so we we meet this this young Russian girl. She's living in some you know nice city. Let's let's say she's living in Saint Petersburg. It's dare I say even Soviet, but no, not Soviet, but like the '90s. Let's say Russia in the '90s. There's gangs everywhere. And she's she's living with her two very caring parents. She's having a good time because we know that can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. And then one day her mother dies in just very suspicious situations. How Disney of you. How Disney. How Cinderella, truly. Uh, But, you know, her her dad after that starts getting really nervous. But, you know, he and her mother used to work together and his job has just gotten more complicated and he has to work a lot. So he, you know sends Grushenka or whatever her name. Did I just switch it to a different Russian yes, name? Yes, you did. What was it originally? <laughs> Z- Sorry, the Z. Zalushka. Zalushka. There's a little Brothers Karamazov for you. For some reason, that's at the forefront of my Russian mind. Uh, it's just so much easier to say, truly. Where but, her parents work? Are they like nuclear power plant workers? Like Chernobyl? Oh, absolutely. Is this, is this, yeah. No, we're going in a slightly different Russian direction. Okay. But uh, her, her father is nervous and he sends... Uh, I'm just going to call her Cinderella from this point forward. Let's not go with the Russian. That's a little, that's slowly stabbing me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to switch it out for a different Russian name every single time. You're going to get really confused. Yeah. And that's what you would do in the movie as well. Yeah. People like, oh, a Russian. Please do. That's what makes yeah. a good pitch. Mm-hmm. So he, he sends her to live with uh, a friend of his that he, he works with for a little bit while he's working. And then eventually he just disappears. And we have to assume he's just been Killed off. Yeah. He's been assassinated, right? KGB'd. Yeah. He's been KGB'd. And I'm glad you said that because she begins to realize that the woman she's living with, she's just been sent to live with, who's just incredibly harsh, incredibly mean, is actually a KGB agent. Oh. And both of her parents were as well. Oh. But now she's it. forced without all of her parents' money that she's lost. She can't get any of it. And she's under the KGB's thumb. She's raised essentially to be nothing more than a KGB agent, mm-hmm. right? And she's trained, she's built up like this. She becomes, you know, she's a really good agent. She she really believes in good, but she can't do any of it because she's working for the for the KGB at that time. <laughs> she can't do any of it. <laughs> she can't this do any is, of this it. This is a fantasy Russia, right. obviously. It's really close to the actual well, Russia. <laughs> nothing like Russia. <laughs> but so uh Alexi, our main character, as you know her, uh-huh. uh, is uh, one day sent on this mission. And, you know, it's over in some other country, let's say England or something. And it's some classic espionage. And she's at this huge mansion with with these like something similar to oligarchs, but I guess English. And because <laughs> let's let's translate all of this constantly to confuse you. Oligarchs can be English. Sure. Let's go with yeah. that. I've only heard of them in relation to Russia. No. Well, good to know. So they're, they're at this mansion of this big oligarch and they're competitors of the Russians. So she's there to essentially assassinate the uh, this rich oligarch. But while there, she meets his son. Mm. Mm-hmm. Go on. 
But the problem is, she's, like, she's having a really good night. Party. She's seeing what human life is like. Uh, <laughs> she's, and she's like, let me see your fear. <laughs> 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 which they have bought. They have bought multiple pyramids. So yeah. he's confused. He's like, which one do you mean here? But the problem is she's uh, put bombs around the entire mansion, right? And she knows they're going off at midnight, uh-huh. right? She put bombs? <laughs> this is her way to assassinate was to put bombs? Absolutely. Around the people perimeter. Never, <laughs> people never know it was her, John, all she'll, right? The best part is she'll, she'll detonate one and be like, everybody clear the perimeter, there's bombs. And then everybody runs outside and then bang. Oh, oh yeah, so they're in the cars too. They're literally everywhere. They're <laughs> that's how the KGB does it. That's the dude. least efficient yeah. assassination. But while that's, she's that's there, KGB way. While she's there, <laughs> for, forget she's about the sun thing. There was another agent. Not not one of hers. Not one of the KGB. But there's uh, what's it called? The there's an MI6. Mm-hmm. MI6. Uh, yeah, there's an MI6 agent there. And while she's you know hanging out with this young oligarch son, and she thinks she's like you know really experiencing. The, the normal person's life, and she really wants all of this. She happens to also run into this uh, cool MI6 agent. Can I guess his name? Alex Ryder. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> This heard is this actually uh, just another Alex Ryder book. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> but kind of sidetracked from that, uh, the rich kid over there, she starts spending the entire night with this MI6 agent, neither of them knowing that they're from opposing agencies, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of the night, when she's finally just like thinking, like, maybe I could just run off and do this. She remembers the bombs and she has to just run off, leaving nothing but her Glock. (laughs) (laughs) She leaves her gun behind and he realizes at the very last moment that she was also an agent. Wait, you know that like some guns have like fire unless that you have your finger. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. I was just going to say it's a very small gun. (laughs) (laughs) Or you should do something like that. No, no, there's like, yeah, you can only fire it if if it's actually your hand. Oh, that's that's brilliant. So he's now running around the entire nation, giving people this gun and saying, shoot me. (laughs) But none of them can, you know, but she she really wants to join MI6. She really wants to do all of that. But she's, you know, held down by her her handler, this uh, stepmother of hers that her father Mm -hmm. left her with. And the entire plot is just him trying to essentially recruit her to MI6. So I assume she read all of the Alex Ryder books beforehand, too. So she's like. I really like the MI6 because of all of their good morals. Oh, absolutely. And that's why she was originally kind of hitting on the oligarch's son, because she was like, hey, Alex Ryder sometimes pretends to be those. Oh, true. Yeah. True. So he's, she's she kind of that's like her way in. Yeah. yeah. She just looks for any like rich blonde kid. And yeah. she's like, oh, that's, all, that's a random stranger yeah. also blonde. Yeah. Kind of confusing all blondes for Alex Ryder. Yeah. Easy mistake. I've done that all my life. So what does he know that she's KGB? He doesn't. He just knows that she's an agent and he thinks she was there to stop it. Oh, so how does he survive the bomb? He's just, really quick and clever. Oh, so she the, didn't tell him. So the bombs go <laughs> off. She wasn't like, hey, the there's definitely go off. She wasn't like, hey, there are bombs. Well, here's I the like thing. you. Get out of here. So she's she's running and he's running after her. Right. He doesn't realize she's running because of the bombs. Right. And he gets out of the blast in time. Everyone oh, else she's dies. To follow him. Literally, everyone else dies. Uh, literally. So her job is very yeah. nice. So she she's actually really did good a at her really job. good job with yeah. the bombs. You were you were criticizing her bomb placement earlier. I don't know. I just thought that maybe you didn't have to like no one could kill escape, everyone. John. 
I guess no but witnesses. Here's the thing. No if, witnesses. if it were anything smaller, then she would be able to stay, you know? But she's got to get out of there by midnight, yeah. you know? every In the classic Cinderella story, everything turns back into what it was before. And uh, to, to dust we shall return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to dust we shall return. <laughs> All of that just turns into dust. Yeah, she... And yeah, it's back to normal life for her. You know, thousands dead, still a KGB officer. <laughs> Just another mark on the wall. Absolutely. So is there going to be a lot of conflict uh, for her, like needing to tell him that, hey, I'm KGB. I killed thousands of people. I, I want to believe that he finds her and she does get into the MI, into MI6 and all of that. They fall in love. It's wonderful. And she never tells him. Oh, shoot, this never comes up. And then perhaps maybe sequel, and this is how you really make your money, sequel, the KGB is like, hey, now we've got a man on the inside. Yeah, she's like... So she's a double agent? Yeah, sequel, she's... Zalushka, if I remember how that name is pronounced. Zalushka? Zalushka. That's what I would say. So so she (laughs) is going to get into MI6, defect, quote unquote, but not actually. That's the classic We don't know. That's the thing. It's a big question at the end of the movie. Like, the was first this all just her? Yeah, yeah. The first movie's question at the end, because okay. the Cinderella story is already so predictable. You always know they win in the end. But this is one where you don't want her to win. You uh, don't know. Yeah, see, for mine, she died in a tomb. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not really a question. Unless the aliens had, like, some sort of, you could re- revive people from the dead What's technology. the point of a tomb party if people can just get revived at the end? That's true. They're not going to show up for that sort of thing. The sequel that is is that the prince is revived and he's super pissed about it. Yeah, he's, he's like, I thought we would be f- together forever in death. But they don't revive her. No, <laughs> she's just a slave. <laughs> they can't waste good, good materials on a mere slave. Exactly. So, in the Cinderella story, mm-hmm. stepmom, stepsisters, fairy godmother, where are all of these? Th- they're all all of the KGB agents. That's just like their names the, or they're actually like... They're actually their code names. Okay. Stepmother is her handler. Mm-hmm. And then uh, step ugly stepsister one and two are okay. both her partners. Her partners. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a reason behind those names, like code names? Uh, it's... Uh, they really like Cinderella. <laughs> they really like Cinderella because of the Cinderella, the origins because of the Russia. Because the KGB is, uh, you know, they just like to have fun, you know? Yeah. You so know, they're, they're always doing all whimsical things like that. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of the funnest agency. Well, you know what KGB stands for? Do tell. It's killer good day. I, 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 I couldn't think of D anything. D at the end? Oh, killer good boy. <laughs> okay, I have another KGB acronym. It's actually what they on. say after every single kill. You know, the handler <laughs> walks up behind uh, Zalushka. Pats her on the back and says, kill her, good boy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you say, do you know what this acronym stands for? Not knowing what you're going to say next. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't turn out as good as you expect. Well, you were good <laughs> until the D. The I, say, I saw the fear in your eyes and it didn't look like you expected it was going to go well. <laughs> it's almost as if you expected me to go, no, I don't know what that stands for. <laughs> and I just, Although knowing what the KHL stands for, you know, I want to believe the K and KGB stands for continental. <laughs> with a K. Continental good boy. Is, <laughs> is not like an English um there's not like an English acronym. I think it's those are the English letters. Equivalents. Yeah. So yeah. I think we can confirm that Xavier knows those three letters. But only in Russian. 
The other fourth <laughs> of his alphabet is entirely Russian. Yeah. It's just Cyrillic. I'm keeping track so I can fill in which ones you're missing. <laughs> so do you know what the actual KGB stands for? It's definitely in Russian. Yeah, okay, that's what that saying. would make sense. Yeah, I, I can look it up. Quickly do that because... The best part about an audio podcast is when people look up things online. Well, you guys are supposed to talk for a long time, okay. and then I eventually break in in the middle of nowhere once you forgot about okay, it. Okay, we'll vamp. So, if the ending, so the ending of the first one is going to be with her being maybe a double agent. So, okay, one caveat that I was thinking about was if her, um, if ugly stepsister number one and two, if kind of you know the whole thing being that they're really jealous of. Um, the prince like coming back and uh and being interested mm-hmm. in their stepsister yeah. um alternatively in this story what could happen is that she or the mi6 guy comes back and he's like searching for this girl with the you know he has her gun and everything and they're trying to like make do and they're like oh we can be a double agent we'll work for kgb we'll go like live th- with this guy and, and marry him um and the KGB like debrief all all three of them, the two ugly step- stepsisters and the main character. And she's like, "No, I'll do it." He's looking for me. It's my handgun. Like it'll only work with me. I'll be your double agent. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you kind of get that that plot point of when she goes and lives with him. The viewers like, "Is she actually informing on him?" Yeah. Or, yeah. You just don't know. Maybe don't that know. was her in. Maybe that was her plan all along. But do we find out in the second movie that? What, what actually happened, what her actual intentions are. I think we do. But then again, at the very like last second, they just like start pulling the thread again. And we're oh, just not really yeah. sure. So yeah, at some point in the movie, you're like, oh, I see. She was actually there just because she loved him. But then at the end of the second one, it, she's like in a dark alleyway talking to like an unseen figure. Mm-hmm. And then you, she like steps into the light and it's like the stepmom. Oh, absolutely. And you're like, wait a second. Or, or alternatively... You could have um, the MI6 guy step out talking to the stepmother. Oh, and he's a double agent the whole time. The whole time. He's been KGB. And they've been testing her. So everyone's KGB. So yeah, it's just KGB all the way down. Yeah, Yeah. we're actually going to have like 18 (laughs) movies here. But at the end of every single one, it's just everyone's KGB. I I love the idea of the KGB spying on the the KGB and like telling no one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just like literally everyone is KGB. Like I'm KGB, you're KGB. Yeah. We KGB, she KGB. I know know how the third movie ends. How's that? It's the stepmom talking to a shadowed figure. Mm -hmm. Step into the light. It was that original oligarch that guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm KJB. Absolutely. Do you, you guys want to hear me try to pronounce KGB yeah. in Russian? Please. So it's the Kamatet, Gosudarstivinoy, yeah, Bezopasnosti. It's just what you wanted it to be. Luckily, we have acronyms. Luckily, Luckily, we know what that stands Imagine for. Imagine if we had to say that every yes, single time. Yes, I do know what those things stand for, and I remember what each of them were. I it, think, if I remember correctly, so it kind they of for uh, killer good boy. <laughs> or it, it continental good for, boy, depends on the translation. In Russian, committee for state security, but I want to believe the committee starts with a K. <laughs> <laughs> committee. committee. It definitely does. Okay, well, do you have any other wrapping up statements for your pitch? I think that's it. Just the fact that it can honestly go on forever and the KGB would sponsor it. It's a franchise. It's a franchise.
It's a franchise. <laughs> Let's all. We all just said three different words. <laughs> you definitely. I, I was trying to copy what you said. That was you went a with bit of uh, audible telephone. Telephone, but it's just with Xavier, and we're all trying to say it out loud. We can all hear the original word, but we're never going to get it. <laughs> so not only does he only have three fourths of the alphabet, he also has extra like letters in there that he has to put in. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll go with my pitch. Um, it's pretty loose. Mm-hmm. So all you guys will have to help me fill in some gaps here. Well, you come into this podcast and all excited about your pitch. Honestly, it's good. It's just loose. <laughs> and you just have no details. I like to play loose and fast. And can I just say it's really hard to make a loose Cinderella pitch when the entire Cinderella concept is every single beat of your story. I mean, you say that, but the only element that you had in your story was that... I had all of it. She had I had all of it. It was, was just deeply disguised. Yeah. Where was your Can't fairy you godmother? The fairy god- godmother was the MI6 director. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so mine is that the Cinderella story has already happened. Mm-hmm. It is just, it's the sequel to Cinderella. So this is after the ball. So the ball, well, the ball's that's happened. A, that's a movie about. Oh. I, what? It's called After the Ball. Really? It's a Cinderella story. Like. Okay, well, it's going to be that, but it's going to be much better than whatever that was. Sure. So Cinderella has happened. Fall in love. Prince comes and gets her with her shoe. Mm -hmm. She becomes queen or whatever. Except. She was ultimate power corrupts. Ultimately. What's the what's the the saying? No, you got it. Ultimate power corrupts. Ultimately. Ultimately. I think ultimate (laughs) is the wrong word there. But anyways. Absolute power. Absolute power corrupts. <laughs> absolutely. I think ultimately, ultimate works too, but. It doesn't. Not for the last part. No. Corrupts. Absolutely. So. Absolute. I like, I like the interpretation of <laughs> absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's, she's sort of let the power get to her head. Mm-hmm. And uh, the stepsisters. after they wronged her so much, uh, she decided to punish them and she mutilated them. (laughs) Because it wasn't bad enough when those uh, ravens pecked out their eyes. No, see, I'm taking I'm taking from the original Grimm story. You mean it slowly turns into the original Grimm story? Uh, It has elements of that, including like the grimdark feel. Mm -hmm. So uh, she's like, you guys were terrible to me and you were super jealous. And she takes both of their eyes. Nice. Uh, so they're you mean both, both of their eyes is in both of them or both of their uh, eyes. Both eyes. How many eyes does she have after removing? <laughs> Three to four. Three to four. This is the best These are really problem ugly. I've ever heard. <laughs> One of them the was a cyclops. Uh, so yeah, she's let this power get to her head, and like it's fair. Like they were mean to her. Mm-hmm. You know that's not the worst. They never she, ripped out. Her maybe eyes they just, or maybe nothing. they deserved it, but. Um, the yeah, whole, maybe we'll, we could later jump into the logistics of deserving having your eyes ripped out. <laughs> well, you know, if you're if you're Zigger, say something they mean, they tore her mother's somebody. dress. Yeah, yeah. Um, that means something. They made her sweep. Yeah, like a lot. Oh, like a lot. Zigger, they realize. called her Cinderella, and that's kind of mean. Mm. Yeah, that means like dust girl or something. It means Ella, but with the prefix cinder. Cinder. That makes a lot of sense. Anyways, we're calling her a brick. That is not what they're calling her. She's a brick house. That's like a good (laughs) thing. What are you talking about? This song. Sounds entirely made up. Go on. Okay, so in my fantasy land, uh, Tennessee, Egypt. 
It's not fantasy Egypt, but Cinderella has become like this totalitarian. Yeah. Totilla. Uh, tyrant that is like the the entire country is under her thumb and she's just going crazy with power uh and the the prince actually has a stepmom mm-hmm. who's now her stepmom yeah well step um what's the word when you're you marry and then your mom is a mother-in-law Mother- stepmother-in-law <laughs> uh so the stepmother-in-law is uh like super evil too and she now has uh so you know how she has like mice that mm-hmm. like help her in those original cinderella movie she magically turns those into like these evil henchmen i was hoping for that rats. are doing her bidding yeah me too i was thinking like big rats can we get some rats in there as well big rats okay they're like big rats range. they're like big Rip rats. red enters the stage. yeah yeah so basically <laughs> is what i'm picturing is it's going to be like this redemption anime story of these two stepsisters who mm-hmm. originally were there they're like it's going to be like the zuko story where they're oh. like really bad but also blind yes <laughs> oh. it's like zuko meets toph we're gonna combine as many fairy row? tales as possible without turning into shrek <laughs> no it is shrek uh, <laughs> so <laughs> she's in this so the two sisters are in this swamp mm-hmm. <laughs> no, okay. uh, so <laughs> one of them is a donkey one of them is a donkey uh, so the two stepsisters have this like redemption story where they were really bad but then after all these bad things start happening to them, they start having to like rely on each other and grow in that bond. Mm-hmm. They're both blind now. Then they start studying like some crazy weaponry because they're like, we have to fight back against this tyrant. Yeah. So it's they the, keep killing a lot of people by accident. So they their aim super good. They learn, they learn, <laughs> they they learn archery, but all they can do is hear. <laughs> they're like that good archers. That sounds archers, like her. Yeah, they're like, what was that? The sound? Oh, they just go around chirping everyone to see who insults them back. And if they hear like Cinderella's specific insults, they'll kill her. Yeah. 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 But they're so they're, they're the training in, in weaponry and they're like building a resistance against Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> and so Cinderella's like sending out her henchmen. Also, Cinderella, she has I mean, so we're gonna go like they're gonna have like superpowers. Yeah. Cinderella and has obviously, the power. To- I hope everybody has realized that Cinderella in all of these stories is a henchback. Hunchback. Hunchback. It's a hunchback. Hunchback. hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm thinking Cinderella henchman. Version. Hunchback. She's a hunchback. That's <laughs> a hunchback. true. Yeah. Uh, so the Cinderella has like the power to control animals. We've seen that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is how she turned one of the stepsisters into a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and why she was able to control giant rats. No, it's because, yeah, her giant rats. And uh, she turned her giant rats into like actual like sort of like homunculi looking. Like, yeah people that are half rat half person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's terrifying uh and so yeah they're building the two stepsisters sisters are building this resistance they've got this awesome arc where they like become sort of good people and are trying to battle it back against vigilantes uh, yeah they're these vigilantes but then you find out that the fairy godmother's behind it all yeah the fairy she's backing the two the two stepsisters no she's been the one who's corrupting cinderella she put her into power like a puppet. Yes, And exactly. now she's trying to take control. She is in control pretty yeah. much. And so are we talking like mind control or like she's like whispering in her ear and like, being like, hey, you should do this. Yeah, thing. kind of like a, um, is it Rohan? The the horse in, in Lord of the Rings, Lord the Rings. horse country. Mm-hmm. Rohan. Yeah. The king of Rohan, uh, where you know where he's getting like all the 
evil stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his ears. It's like that. So she's like, and plus she's fairy godmother. She's got like magical powers. Yeah, yeah. So that's influencing her as well. Yeah. So she's uh, influencing her and the two stepsisters eventually figure that out. Rescue Cinderella. They all team up, take oh, down yeah. the fairy godmother mm-hmm. in this giant like battle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. I feel like it's got so much potential for that last battle. You know? Yeah. I just want to see like Cinderella like guiding their aim, at, but they're just like super good warriors. Like they're incredibly skilled killers and they just need Cinderella's help to, you know, get the job done. I just, I just love like her taking out their eyes and then them like banding together. Yeah. Um, and like all, all, all the wrongs are kind of patched over. Oh, the character and, arcs are going to be amazing. Yeah. Because the, you're going to see oh, the stepsisters yeah. being like shitty and then eventually become like, know, people. You hate them because... You know, you literally have like your whole childhood of, of memories is that they're the worst. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And so, like, as so a viewer easier. to the movie, you're just like, you know, you hate them from the beginning. You get their whole redemption story, and then it's like the twist of, well, now I don't like Cinderella, and then she comes back. And yep. It's just a whole. Yeah. Just imagine how much empathy you would be building up as Cinderella just takes out their eyes. Yeah, because that's going to be brutal. instantly. You're gonna just agree with them, right? You that's going to be Quentin like, Tarantino levels. Of yeah, yeah. Jeez. Like you, yeah, you know this is gory. Oh, it's yeah, it's rated like R, like double R, double, double R. R for like for like red, 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 red. That's what R, <laughs> which is what R is. Then yes, is red. But yeah, so it's gonna be like super brutal. And then Cinderella, she's gonna have this whole arc where she's like, guys, like I know I was being really shitty, but like it was really this influence in my life. And where does the prince stand in all of this? He's just super uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that's something, that's something that I haven't thought like of. Like he still all. has like a lot of power, but like he's just kind of awkward because like it's his wife and he feels kind of bad for everyone else. But he's also like, hey, hey, honey, what if, hey, you probably shouldn't. Oh, oh, there goes the eyes. <laughs> oh, you're taking out their eyes. It's all from his perspective. I don't know why, but I'm picturing the prince's Flanders from The Simpsons. It's just like a complete pushover. <laughs> and he's just like trying to do the right thing, but also he's like, mm, like mm, you know, she's my wife. And she probably knows best. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. I... I'm like imagining him when they eventually, when the stepsisters eventually get Cinderella back on their side. I imagine he stays in the castle and is still like not really sure about his position. And he's just like confused about what's going on. And he's, he's like the main means that they like, they like enter the, the castle when they're attacking yeah. um, the the um, fairy, fairy godmother. Yeah. Well, the, is what happened was when Cinderella left the castle, the fairy godmother turned him into like a kitchen's boy like baking bread and stuff in the kitchen yeah. but that was kind of his life dream and honestly. that's what it turns out to be is he's like i love this this yeah, is awesome this is awesome and but then, then he lets them in through or he like messes like he like leaves a door unlocked and he's so like scared and confused and they just like you know raid the castle and kill everybody and, and he's, he's still just, just baking bread he just wants to bake what bread. am i supposed to do with all this bread now <laughs> <laughs> comes into like the hall with all this bread and he's like oh no why is there so much blood? <laughs> Guys, I made biscuits. Well, the best part is that she, because Cinderella was under um, the the fairy godmother's um, spell the whole time, she didn't even know she like married and like fell in love with this prince. And so when she, when they take power back over the castle and like Cinderella's put as the rightful queen um, and she, her like two stepsisters like help her rule, the two stepsisters can't see, so they don't recognize the prince. 
And the princess doesn't recognize oh, the prince. God. So he just stays as the bread maker forever. He doesn't say a word, though. What? He doesn't say a word. He's no, like, no, this he's is completely this content. Is but it's just like the viewer knows. Yeah. Now he's just like mm-hmm. this lowly bread maker. He's the character everyone like holds on to, and everyone's like, that was the best part. Yeah. 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 He yeah. he's like the what was it, Steve in Stranger Things, where yeah. everyone's just like, that's what we wanted. To yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, Stranger Things, there's some good, there's some bad, but Steve. But Steve mm-hmm. the man. Yeah, Steve and Robin. We just that's all that matters. So he's gonna like he, maybe he never like really found happiness or like love in that relationship with Cinderella either. Yeah. And he finds it with like one of the old like I don't know, one of the old kitchen maids. <laughs> I don't I was, know how I feel about this kid. Yeah, now. I was just thinking he I just was, like lives out his life baking bread and he's just content and happy and he gets to play like the underling now. Oh yeah, that works for me too. I don't think he needs to marry an old woman. <laughs> she's well she's really she's she's really good at baking bread. Yeah. He's really into it. Yeah. It can be platonic, John. <laughs> Fine, he finds I don't a, need this for the prince. Fine, he finds a mentor. And you, she yeah, like you, teaches you everything. Just, you but then at the very with, end of the movie, you realize she might be the fairy godmother. Do not try and twist <laughs> this around on the beautiful <laughs> person be that KGB. she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. At the end, he's talking in the shadows. Very <laughs> godmother. We see like the the crossover moment where we're like, was that the character from the other Cinderella movie? Yeah, oh my gosh. I'm imagining that like, like his whole situation is really wholesome. Like he just works with a bunch of old ladies baking bread all the time, and you just you just love them, and mm-hmm. they're like, um. Yeah, they're just like the all-knowing uh, like kitchen maids. Yeah, just a like grand old time, basically. Just a grand old time. So that's my pitch. That is your pitch. I don't know how to feel now. I don't know how to choose between these three things. I would equally watch any of these. I know this is actually going to be really hard to choose between. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. During Teresa's pitch, I was like, okay, this is the pitch. Like this is this, this is the pitch. This is the one. That's what I thought. But yeah, but then. John convinced me like his his pitch was so good. I see those blind sisters fighting. I know. Like I I'm invested in I'm, every... I'm invested in bread prince. I, I in bread, bread prince. Panera. His name is <laughs> it's, it's Artemi Panarin, but in the movie. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys won't get that one. But someone out there is going to like that. <laughs> we'll see. But I just I think that your pitch has so many different subplots. Um, and so many different like important characters to to root for. You know what I mean? There's like three or four real like character arcs and that sort of thing that go on. Um, and each one I'm invested in, and I I'm excited to see on film. So I, is that your vote? Yeah, my vote is certainly yours. I got there's there's nothing else. Like. Can I get a heck yes? This could be my first not loss. <laughs> not <laughs> win. Not win. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, second gotten. that heck yes. You're going with mine I'm too? I'm going to second that. Heck yes. Heck yes. Heck yeah. Guys, Christmas came early. <laughs> Go get the cactus. <laughs> get the, oh, because my... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a cactus. Go get the cactus. Well, I just want that line to sit without any context. Thank you. <laughs> Go get the cactus. Congratulations. Go get the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, know what, you know what? I'm not going to explain that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we got two votes for John's pitch. How does first he ever. feel? Now, now you can either win by two or he three. He feels elated, but also like maybe it's a make-a-wish situa- situation. You're you dying. guys know something I don't Yeah, know. you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> you're dying. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess for my pick, 
I'm going to go with Teresa's. Nice. Just because so you're, I, you're the only one who loses in this situation. Congratulations. Go get the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> go get the cactus. Yeah, I really liked the... I just think it's so funny thinking about everyone being KGB. Mm-hmm. That's just, just KGB evolves. all the way down. All the, it turtles all the way up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like the tomb parties. Yeah, I mean, everybody likes good tomb easily, parties. Easily the best part of that pitch. I do like the setting. I like fantasy Egypt a lot. You took it in a different direction. I like And you it. also stuck with the origins of the Cinderella story. Yeah, because I knew I had read up like you on the history of yeah, the Cinderella I bet you story. Did. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, I, I preconceived the idea of using the eagle as the the, uh, the um, fair grand... grand uh, this, yeah, that. This is why you lost. <laughs> this is this the is exactly why you lost. You used up all your mental capacity trying to do your pitch, and now you've got. Sorry, I, I think her name contains letters that I don't know. It's Danielle. What is Danielle? Danielle. No, I'm no, I'm saying the fairy and, uh, godmother. The fairy godmother. That's what I was trying to say. Zalushka. Well, the, the, the Zalushka was your Cinderella's yeah, name. Yeah, I'm thinking. Anyways, you know that you lost. So now you have to do the the fake um, ad oh, read yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah. So do you guys have uh, an odd or Teresa? Do you have an object? Does everybody have an object? I can no, find you're one. supposed to think of one, right? I we all three think of one. Oh, last time. Wait, is that how we did it last time? Last time I, I think it was just the two. You want to just do the two? It was just two last time. Was it just two last time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, let me think of one really quick. So my my object okay, is going it. to be the Beach Boys. Okay. Mine is a pirate. <laughs> this is convenient. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, are you a mangly old pirate sailing your way around the seas? <laughs> How did you Have know? you just plundered and, and pillaged all around the coast, um, picking up all these, all these goodies from all of your travels, and your ship is weighed down? Well, then do you know what you need? You need somewhere or you need some sort of group to come to your ship, move all of the treasure that you have to the to your house. Right. Well, the beach. Who are they again? The Beach Boys Boys (laughs) will come and move all of your stuff. Shirtless swim trunks. Think of this sweaty beach Beach Boys, moving treasure. <laughs> Sounds like a tomb party. Yeah, that'll be a tomb party. When the sea is your grave, the Beach Boys are your tomb party. 